Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 645, recorded live on Saturday, August 8th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who almost forgot about recording moving to Saturday, Dave Clay. Hey! And the man who realized that Sunday night recordings were a bad idea. <laughs> Andy, How hi. Was- how was work on Monday, Andy? That was that was not fun. <laughs> you were up until like what two? Something like that. The noise you hear right now is me trying to open up a cosmic brownie in the dark. Hey, hey are you in your basement again? Yes, I'm in the basement again. Are you on the floor again? <laughs> yes, I'm on the floor again. Andy, <laughs> go get a goddamn pillow. No, oh. pause the recording and go get a pillow. I'm trying to see if there's something down here. Just go get I God damn it, I'm Andy. fine. You weren't Andy, you are in your mid-thirties. <laughs> you are not a child anymore. Go get yourself a pillow. <laughs> Staying up till two in the morning to record a podcast. Yeah, ten years ago well, that was a good idea. Ten years ago we could do that. Go get yourself a goddamn pillow. I'm not replying until you do. Oh, oh, there's one over there. There's one over there. Hold on. I see one. Okay, I'm on a pillow now. It's a little better. (laughs) Talking about me being an adult, I'm sitting here drinking Mountain Dew, eating a cosmic brownie. At 11 o'clock. What is a cosmic brownie? Because that, like, I know weed is legal in Michigan now, so that has, no, no, like, no. multiple uh, I think it's Little Debbie. Okay. That's still, like... Yes, Little Debbie, cosmic brownie. It, it's their chewy fudge brownie, but instead of having the nuts on top, it's kind of like Funfetti, where it's got little, like, candy bits. Okay. But not weed. No. <laughs> have you i mean you, you have you always stayed clear of marijuana you stay clear of, of like most drugs and in fact all drugs to my knowledge and booze for the most part yes like you never drank to excess no <laughs> so I, there, I there are specific with... situations in my past that have been basically clarion calls of yeah this is probably a bad idea those were in college, I believe, uh, uh, living at your brother's house. One, yeah, some were in high school, some were in college. In high school? What did you drink? Where did you drink in high school? No, no, the drinking was college stuff. Okay, so pot? Yes. You're like, uh, let's see, pot, or do I actually tell him the truth? No, we'll just go with pot. There, there have been times in my past where I'm just... You I mean, know. you and I both knew an, enough, like, potheads that yes. we probably yes, could have gotten. Okay. That was actually kind of funny when, uh, I don't remember if it was the, no, it was the second time mom had cancer. Um, uh, they were, they, we were trying to figure out something for her pain or something like that. And one of my brothers was like, well, I know, I know a guy who could get you some edibles. <laughs> and I remember sitting there going like, I'm thinking about it going, yeah, you probably could. Yep. I'm sure your mom loved that idea. I, I don't know if she tried it or not. I would have I would have loved to have been there to see. <laughs> it's just like there's a, we've got a picture frame upstairs 
going through, you know, random family photos and stuff on there. And one of the photos in there is my mom wearing a Snuggie. Oh, I know that one. It's just like, you know what? I was there. I had my phone open. I just, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm probably never going to see this again. So let me get it. Let me snap a picture of it right yep. here. Yep. Sky blue with clouds. Snuggie. Hey, man. Snuggies are awesome. Blankets with sleeves. I, I, I don't doubt. You know how many blankets we have upstairs? There's Do three they of have us in, the, in them. No, they don't have sleeves in them, but there are three then, people. Well, there's no, now there's four people in the house. Yep. That room. One, two, three, four, five blankets. Sometimes you got to double up. <laughs> there are five. And blankets. also, those blankets can be used to make a kick ass fort. I don't know if we would have to basically try and turn the couches around if we really wanted to do that. Yeah, and? That'd be a lot of work. How much would your son enjoy that? Uh, I don't know. For a bit. He he does have a bit of a destructive tendency mm-hmm. where you're not supposed to touch his stuff until it's done. And then he'll just... Literally today, he's, he spent like five minutes putting these inflatable bowling pins up on his table outside. Was very upset when they would, you know, accidentally knock one of them over. Once he got all six of them lined up there, he just basically slid down the table like a human bowling ball and knocked them <laughs> all over. Awesome. Well, that's why he wanted them there, right? So yes. that he could he could yes, yes. be a bowling ball. Yeah. You are a bowling ball. <laughs> yes. Be the bowling ball. It's one of my favorite character moments playing Pathfinder. Was I was playing a not not the brightest uh, gnome barbarian, <laughs> which is you know. It's, that's already a thing, right? Uh, it was it was a gnome like heavy armor barbarian, he, and and one of the other players was playing a really really intelligent wizard, and so we were we were under siege in in this place that we were staying, and uh, he he basically moved me into the doorway and said, um, "Blade, you are the door. I am a door." I was playing a heavy armor, full plate wearing gnome barbarian. It's fantastic. No one got past. Anyway, hi. It's 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 late. Eleven fifteen there. It's ten fifteen here. Yes. I've been watching so much D and D because I've been watching Dimension Twenty. You are not familiar with Dimension Twenty, are no. you? No, no, no. Are are you familiar with College Humor? Yes, yes. You talked about that last week. Okay, and and I talked. Did I talk about Dimension Twenty at all then, uh... or just that I was watching Dropout? I think that just you were watching Dropout, okay. and there were some other shows on Dropout that you had suggested. Yes, because, well, I, I did the review of Total Forgiveness. Yes. Um, but one of the other shows on Dimension 20, or on, on Dropout, is Dimension 20. It's a bunch of professional comedians. They're all like the college humor cast and writers playing Dungeons and Dragons. Except it, they're, they're playing a, a like homebrew world of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, this one is themed after food. And so it is the world of calorum, because calories, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh, and you have the dairy islands, where everyone is like some sort of dairy product. They are either cheeses or milks or yogurts or something like There's house cheddar and house blue. And, and when I say they are cheeses, I don't mean that like they're themed after cheese. I mean they are literally Made anthropomorphic cheese. cheese. Which you can do in the game. Uh, there's the the meatlands to the north. There's uh, like 
Fructera and Vegetania, uh, Ceresia for, for grains. And then right in, in like the center of the world is Candia. And so it's called a crown of candy. And it's basically Game of Thrones set in this world of food. That's funny. It's so good. It's so good. And I've been we've been watching a lot of it because they're like two hour stints. That's what we were watching when you texted and you're like, hey, recording. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> recording. Yeah, I've been spending time out at our transmitter sites most of this week. Ooh. And then I come home. Well, I did it this week because it was actually like, you know, a reasonable temperature over here. Uh, it was really nice here all week up until today. Yeah. No, it's what, 86? Tomorrow's supposed to be like 90? Yeah. Have fun with that. I would uh, I would check my Dark Sky it was, app. It was but, hotter you know. than that today. It was significantly hotter than that today. Like, the high was... was Here's the thing. I keep my phone on Celsius. Okay. Why? So the high today was 32, but the, the heat index made it like 34 or 35. Yeah, you didn't answer my question of why is your phone in Celsius? Um... Mostly I want to to learn and practice and know so that like I, I have that point of reference so that if I if I see something, it's like, oh, that's like 27 centigrade. I'm like, oh, I know how hot that is. 27 mm. is not bad, by the way. 27 is like mid probably like low, low 80s. Yeah, it's what? Five thirds plus 32. Nope. No, no. Five thirds is uh, that's that's kilometers to miles, which also is not entirely accurate but yes but it's for it's close yeah oh man 27 celsius 80.6 fahrenheit if yes. you're going oh. from fahrenheit to celsius subtract 32 yep multiply by five ninths five ninths that's what it was okay yep not five thirds five ninths if you're going celsius to fahrenheit multiply by nine fifths add 32 oh it's five ninths the other one is five thirds okay yeah so like yeah, 35 degrees Celsius is 95 Fahrenheit. Oh, the uh, the question I asked you earlier about half of a hemisphere, there actually technically yes. really isn't an official name for half of a hemisphere. I didn't think there would be. It's a quarter of a sphere. Yes. But like... So we, we uh, in, in this so, household, so, yeah. we are now going with quadrant. Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not happy about that. No? No. I'm I'm really not happy about that. Okay. Like quadrant is is on a two-dimensional like it it's a quadrant. I I it's already established. Okay, so that's not all right. We won't go with that one then. Qua- quadrosphere? <laughs> tetrasphere? A qua- a qua- tetrasphere? No, that would be maybe maybe. I could I could get behind tetrasphere. Um I'm trying to think of like is there is there a geometric name for an orange slice outside of a wedge? Spherical segment is the solid defined by cutting a sphere with parallel lines. This would not be parallel lines. It's not a spherical cap. Uh, in geometry, a spherical wedge or ungula, U N G U L A, ungula. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I'm looking. Spheres and hemispheres. A hemisphere is the half sphere formed by a plane intersecting the center of a sphere. Cut line forming a hemisphere is a great circle. So what do you get when you take two great circles? Ah! Aha! Aha, aha! I might have found it for you. 
Two great circles intersect at two antipodal points. The planes also divide the sphere into four parts. These regions are known as... Now, here's the thing. There's no pronunciation guide. L-U-N-E-S. Lunes. So would that be lunes? Okay. Lunes of a sphere. Spherical lune is the area on a sphere bounded by two half great circles which meet. Uh, except that it is the area. It is not the shape. It is not the, the solid formed by it. It's the surface area formed by it. Oh no, it looks like it could be used to mean both. Now I'm like three Wikipedia articles deep in this thing. I'm just Yeah, I'm, I'm deep now. into this. <laughs> backing out. Uh, all right, so I, I think this is as close to an answer as I can give you, Andy. Is a, it's a loon. All right. Which that, Isaac is which just is probably gonna, the same. It's going to be like moon. Sure. I mean that's what that's what it came from. I don't doubt it. I you know after from, take, from Luna because it's the shape of a moon. Like this. This is all deriving from he holds up a grape grape and goes, "What shape is it?" We go, "It's a sphere." And then he takes a bite out of it and he goes, he holds it up what again. Shape and is like, it now? It's a hemisphere, and then he takes another like bite out of it, and then he holds it up, and at that point we're just like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's a section of a sphere. So you know, at that point we're like, well, that's half of a hemisphere, and then he takes another bite, and at that point we're like, that's a crescent. <laughs> You're like, got that one? I know yep. that. It's just, it's what? like that. It's like that step one, step two, step three, step four profit thing. It's just like we can get it, and there's. This, Step of just question marks, and then step <laughs> there's, five. Profit. There's a middle. There's a middle. We don't know. Yeah. Step one: collect underwear. <laughs> step three: profit. <laughs> Possibly one of these South Park greats. Like there, there was an early age of South Park where they just did some amazing commentary that that really fell into the, like the cultural zeitgeist. Well, do, I st- I've actually heard people talk about the Chewy defense. The Which, Chewy Defense? The Chewy Defense, yeah, that came from the uh, their episode that was a satire of the O.J. Simpson trial. Okay. Yeah, or is it the I'm Chewbacca so not familiar de- Yeah, the it. Chewbacca Defense. That's what the Wikipedia article is called. Okay. In a jury trial, a Chewbacca Defense is a legal strategy in which a criminal defense lawyer tries to confuse the jury rather than refute the case of the prosecutor. Ob- distraction or obfuscation. The name Chewbacca okay. Defense comes from Chef Aid, an episode of South Park, satirizing the O.J. Simpson murder trial. Where did they come up with the name Chewbacca Defense, though? Like- um, okay, uh, in the episode, Johnny Cochran's closing argument for the defense bases his argument on the false premise about Return of the Jedi. <laughs> he asks the jury why a Wookiee like Chewbacca would want to live on Endor with the much smaller Ewoks when it does not make sense. He argues that if Chewbacca living on Endor does not make any sense... Even if mentioning Chewbacca in the case does not make any sense, then the jury must acquit. Okay. Yeah. The Associated Press's obituary of Johnny Cochran mentioned the Chewbacca defense. Uh, where are we? <laughs> we, Wait, we, haven't even, we haven't gone anywhere. I'm still okay. sitting. Uh, I'm sitting on, on a my pillow. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm drinking my Mountain Dew and eating a brownie. At 37 years of age. Yes. <laughs> is the brownie good? Yeah, it's a cosmic brownie. I, I have okay. these as my... De- oh, my, my, so, my so that, this, these are that, my reward for eating a healthy yeah. lunch. 
that does bring me back to the question I was going to talk about, which like now that that pot is legal in Michigan, are you planning on doing anything with it? Is it or is it just like totally hands off? No, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? What would be the positives? Of, I mean, of, I hear of, it's a, a good experience. It's a stress relief, which God knows a bunch of us could use right now. My stress relief majority of the time is hanging out with the kid. Okay, that's, that's probably a much better. I don't want to sound, I'm, to be clear, I do not want to sound like I'm pushing you to try pot. Um, yeah, no, that's actually really cool. If, if time with the kid is, is stress relief, that's fantastic. You know, sometimes he is the stress, but that's normally associated with nap time, as yep. listeners of the podcast know. <laughs> as anyone who has listened to the podcast in the last year is familiar with mm-hmm. Isaac's nap time is approximately when we record. Yes. The original and plan was to have our recording time coincide with his nap time, but his nap time kept on going later. N- not on <laughs> our... We, him. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if you want, if we go back to our, our normal recording time, we can also push that later, too. Yeah, but then that's... Uh... That uh, takes up a, a weird chunk of time during the day. Yes. Well, so does nap time. Yeah. Which, you know, be nice sometimes to have that as an adult. Nap time? Yeah. I mean, I do. <laughs> I don't have kids. Well, I'm just saying during the work week, that would be... Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that would be really nice. Yeah. I've never, ever fallen asleep during work hours while I was at work and just crawled under my desk with my heavy winter jacket and used it as a blanket. No, I've never, ever done that. That would be a a gross misuse of of company time. I I have never... Or at least it would be if I, like, you know, clocked that as I was doing productive work during that time. I I always tell my bosses, if you need to get a hold of me, I'm checking the STLs, which means I will be in this corner of the basement... That is where I will be. <laughs> you might be unconscious in that corner of the basement. But that's if, if I tell them that I am going to go check the STLs, I am, I am in the building. I am not leaving the building. You're just if napping. If there is a problem, this is exactly yeah. where I will be. Yep. And no, you know, I've, I've definitely done, done that sort of thing. Like, I'm, I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. But I'm not actually here right now. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Definitely have have done that. So, do you think we should actually get to topics? Uh, I mean, we can. I don't. The news this week has been messy at best. Uh, the the Starship Hop. <laughs> you mean the the stainless steel grain silo that somebody strapped a rocket to? <laughs> the stainless steel grain silo. I don't think strapped a rocket to is fair because the grain silo is the rocket. They didn't okay. put boosters on the outside of the grain silo. No, no, no. The okay, grain so- si- someone built a grain silo around a goddamn rocket. They had a grain silo. They cut the bottom off. They shoved a rocket up there. No, I think they built the grain silo around the rocket. Yeah, no, I could see that, yes. And and just like wow, did you watch wow. the launch pad explode? Just like so much power, and that was it just doesn't look like it should fly. That was just one engine, by the way. I that, that thing's supposed to have what nine? 
twelve? Some crazy I don't number? No. Well, the Falcon Nine is named that because the the nine, nine Merlin, Merlin engines, engines, yeah, in the Falcon rocket. This is the big Falcon rocket. <laughs> Post changed. I don't know how many engines it's supposed to have. But Starship like, uh, will use three sea level optimized Raptor engines and three vacuum optimized Raptor engines. So six, but yes. they are not the Merlin engines; they're Raptor engines. Yes, and that that thing was lifted off with just one. Hopefully, the sea level optimized. Yes. Um. That. I mean, it was impressive, but like. Okay. Here we I go. I don't know, man. Could total. You, could you total, imagine? Yeah. Total starship thrust will be approximately 11,500 kilonewtons. So let's see what a Falcon 9's thrust is. 11,500 kilonewtons. Yes. Okay, what does that mean? Well, that's why I'm comparing it to a Falcon 9. Falcon 9 full thrust... Let's see, cost per launch, mass, stages, a... payload, payload, payload. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, nine Merlin 1D engines gives a thrust at sea level of 7,607. Kilonewtons. Kilonewtons. Killer so newtons, this is man. half again as powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like one Merlin 1D vacuum engine produces 934 kilonewtons of thrust. Versus the nine Merlin engines? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, the first one of the 7,000, that's nine of them strapped together. One of them by itself in the second stage gives you 934. I've lost track of what numbers we're talking about, but that's okay. It's big. I'm just amused because I'm thinking about like early rocket scientists, right? If you went back to NASA in the mid-60s and you showed them this video, first off, they wouldn't believe it because the quality of the video but like if you showed them the video and said this is the rocket that we are firing that's going to get us to the moon they'd laugh you out of the building i still remember uh was it von braun who was there was a picture of some rocket guy standing in front of one of the early like test rockets and the thing looked like it was like a like a a playground piece of equipment with (laughs) with a with a rocket engine on the bottom. Yeah. And now we're launching fucking grain silos. <laughs> <laughs> Made of steel, by the way. Not aerospace aluminum. Not titanium. Fucking stainless steel. I'm way more likely to swear and cuss when we do a late night recording. <laughs> um, so what's next? Like, that, that was their hop. That's the big thing they've been working towards. I did see today uh, Elon gave all of SpaceX a day off on Friday because they had like a week's worth of successful launches. He gave the entire company the day off. Okay, Starship uh, Starship 4, SN4 was destroyed on May 29th, 2020. This was uh, what, S5 and S6? I don't know. I think S5. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, SN5 completed a 150-meter flight on August 4th, 2020. So there's an S6. What are the numbers here? Like, versions? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, So they're going to, in theory, uh, in March, 
Elon had set a goal of using SN5 or SN6 to conduct an orbital flight of Starship before the end of 2020. Jeez. What do you think they're going to load that initial orbital flight with? Just like a crap ton of Starlinks? <laughs> I don't know. What, what's, what's Musk driving right now? <laughs> oh, that's true, right? The, the first yeah. Dragon launch was the, the Tesla. Do you know that Hot Wheels actually made a Hot Wheel version of that car? To put in the car that is on the, the rock. Well, now it's in space. Yeah. I, I was at the dollar store like months ago, and I just, I'm looking at, you know, dollar store toys for the kid because he doesn't care if it's a dollar store toy or not. And I'm glancing through them, and I see a big stack of these Tesla Hot Wheels. I'm like, well, shoot, I'm just going to take one of those and take one from myself. It uh, looks like uh, SN8 is the one that is expected to include a nose cone fairing aerodynamic control services and three Raptor engines to undertake higher altitude test flights later this year. Uh, fun, fun little fact. The Tesla Roadster that is in space is closer to Mars than we are and is, in fact, outside of Mars's orbit right now. Oh, it's on its way back to meet up with Earth, but I think it's going to get there ahead of us. I don't know. Let's see. Or are we... Because we're moving faster than it is. It's going to pass real close to Mars. And by real close, I'm talking about, like, you know, Thousands space terms. of miles. So, yeah, yeah probably still, like, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles. Oh, yeah, no, it's its orbit is slower than ours, so we are ahead of it. We will not be near the Roadster for a very long time. <laughs> Okay, uh, so he said yeah. uh, on the 5th, we will do several short hops to smooth out launch process, then go high altitude with body flaps. So that's going to be 8. So it looks like the, the five, 5 and 6 are going to be these test ones. 7, um, seven was uh, had a destructive cryogenic strength test performed on it. And then they're building a second 7, called 7.1, which they intend to test destruction and will attempt to achieve a higher tank failure pressure than they achieved with 7. So 5 and 6, they're actually launching it. 7 is, let's see how, let's see if we can break this Blow thing. Blow it up. <clears throat> and then 8 is going to be the actual high altitude test one. That's what it seems, according to okay. so this smattering all that article. Five, we're at 5 now. Yes. Six, seven, eight, probably two months each. So February-ish. <clears throat> I sent you a, a picture, by the way, of the, the Roadster's orbit. Um, that is the, the position, the calculated position as of October 7th this year. Man, that is... Okay, so that's when we're close to Mars. All right. Yeah, well, that's why the, the Mars um, the Mars mission was just launched. Oh, right? uh, was, Perseverance? Like, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. The Curiosity 2.0, basically. Yeah, I mean, we're we're about as close as you're going to get, unless they're doing some sort of gravity boost from, like, Venus. I have no idea. I just know it launches. It was a good launch. You know, that's good. Curiosity still, you know, doing its thing. This one, they fixed the tires, though, so that's a plus. So it won't get stuck as often? Well, the tires were breaking. Oh, like no they were Like, the rocks were, were too sharp, basically. And so they were... They were poking Oops. holes in the whatever titanium alloy or whatever the heck those wheels were made out of. Those are some sharp-ass rocks. Yeah. 
Um, so speaking of science-y things. <laughs> yep. Gesundheit. Thank you. Speaking of science-y things, I'm listening. The uh, group, forgot exactly what the acronym is for the group. The um, group. You will have to be more specific, sir. 3GPP. I know what the acronym is. Let's see what the Google tells me what the name is. Third Generation Partnership Project. Okay. These are the guys who handle protocols for mobile communications. Defining what 4G and 5G and presumably 6G. Yes. Yeah. Well, they got together and they put out revisions, basically revision 16 of 5G. Is that the final revision? Well, no. They've, they've already talking about, they're talking about revision 17 also at the same time. Okay. But, um, yeah, uh, release 17 scope was decided last December. We got a pretty good idea of what's in there, but they haven't officially announced it yet. But there, there's some <laughs> weird things in this revision. Um, one of the things they're talking about with 5G revision 16 is vehicle they to everything. They the thing that causes COVID. <laughs> God, man, I wonder if they just sit there and joke about that. <laughs> I I doubt it. I doubt that yeah. in those meetings they joke about. Maybe on the side. Yeah. But like I I can't imagine they're terribly pleased about this. God, man, I <laughs> I I told you there was literally we got notified by the Michigan Association of Broadcasters saying, "Hey, <laughs> Keep an eye on your transmitter sites because there, you know, there there are people watching, you know, what they were, what was going on in the UK. Yep. Going like, you know, whoa, 5G in America. Got to do something about it. So they're like, yeah, we've got, you know, unsubstantiated and un, you know, credible threats to, you know, radio transmitters. So, you know. I mean, but like, where? How? I don't know. Part, some of us were like, well, shoot, you know, we really wanted a new tower for that site. <laughs> somebody, somebody get some spray paint and some gasoline. We'll just spray paint 5G kills and we'll just set the place on fire and that'll be, that'll be that's, great. That's called insurance fraud. <laughs> You've just admitted to that. Man, I admit to trying to burn down the building at work freaking once a week. So when it actually does burn down from an accident, I will and, need you know, everyone... I, if as soon as somebody calls me up and tells me that the building is on fire for some reason, I am going to go somewhere. I don't even know whatever the next building is and purchase yep. something with a credit card. <laughs> Just establish alibi. Establish alibi right there. <laughs> Be like, oh, you, you the building's call on fire. The police <laughs> and say I need to establish an alibi right now. <laughs> Call up nine one one. What's your emergency? I I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I just did. I just need you to to agree with me that I did not do it. I need I need someone to prove that I am in this place right now because if people are going to suspect that I was not here. Yeah. I mean, your phone knows where it is. Oh yeah, no, that's. Oh god, that was actually part of my problem. This uh, I use Google's timeline. As yeah. basically a double check on my expense reports for travel. Okay. On Google, establishing alibis? Like, what? Where are you going with this, Andy? The Google um, location history had um, had a problem. And so, like, the whole month of, like, July for a lot of people, the data was there. They just, for some odd reason, it was not getting visualized in your Google Maps location history, which I was like, oh, this be, you know, I, I don't have to worry if I forget to log it in the, the mileage system. I'll just check my Google Maps history and I open it up there and like the entire month is blank. And I'm like, 
no, I've I've been places. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't leave anywhere. You didn't travel, sir. You stayed right where you were. It is kind of funny, though, watching it, you know, like for an entire week where it's like, okay, home, daycare, work, daycare, home. Next day, home, daycare, daycare. work, daycare, I, home. Yeah, mine, my... I, <laughs> Getting that data might be kind of fun to play with it and just see what comes out. But like, I have I have definitely been traveling less. I think I've filled the car with gas once since March. I'll have to see how many miles I've done this year compared to last year. But I'm still I'm still up a lot because I, I do that every January first. I go out to my car and Read I take the a picture. Yeah, I take a picture of the odometer. And then I also have a I have a backup one on the windshield that I just write on with a dry erase marker mm-hmm. in the upper left hand corner of the windshield, and I you know I'm take a picture of that one, and then I erase that because that was previous January first, and then I write the current mileage up there. Okay. So I keep I you know sounds kind of paranoid, but sure. Well, you know, for tax per well for previous tax purposes, you know, I I drive to many places that are not considered my home <laughs> office. Therefore, I can actually get tax deductions. Well, I could get tax deductions for that mileage, but I'm not allowed to get tax deductions for non-work-related driving and, you know, driving to and from the home office. Right, right. So, you know, I have, I have, and it's like a percent, you know, if you're above a certain percentage of your total driving, then you get a, it was a whole bunch of complicated stuff that I let the programs do the math for. Okay. But now it's just, you know, now it's like, well, I just do it just, you know, to see how many miles have I driven this year in this car. Okay. But anyway, okay, so the guys that get together and talk about what 5G is. Yes, the 3G PPP, PPPP. Yeah, came out with revision or release 16. The big big thing in there right now is um, vehicle to everything. So using 5G for cars to communicate with each other and everything else around them. So this is for the the interconnected autos that we talked about years ago. Yes. The idea that my car can communicate with the stoplight ahead. Yes. So that we don't need to build sensors into the ground anymore, but like the stoplight will know, hey, I'm on my way, and it should start initiating a change, particularly if there's no cars in the other direction. Yes. Or uh, my car is traveling to an intersection and I'm on autopilot and someone presses the, like, I'm crossing the sidewalk button, which then communicates to my car and says, hey, stop. There's someone who's going to be crossing the sidewalk. Well, that not that it. This this is the other part that's here. Is normally if I'm on a cell phone and I send a message to your cell phone, even if we're standing right next to each other, it goes to the tower. Yes. Yeah. Side linking is a word. Side linking means... will allow five G connected vehicles to communicate directly with one another rather than going through a cell tower in midi. Uh, intermediary so they're they're basically bait what what's nfc nfc <laughs> near field communication sort of stuff i mean nfc is is like real short range though well they they want to have it so a car passing another car on the highway can alert each other about their positions and speeds without having to go through a cell tower right which is is kind of astounding and would require so much signal processing so quickly because like Ah, I mean, I am I I I think I've hit the Dunning-Kruger effect where I can say like I'm out of my depth. Oh yeah. I don't know 
nearly <laughs> enough to talk about this in, in a meaningful, because like, how do you differentiate the signals? How do you keep um, my car from thinking that one of these other cars is the tower? I don't, it's probably something, if you want to read the actual revision 16 or release 16. I don't know that I could understand it. Like, yeah, it no. feels like there's going to be a lot of highly technical stuff in there. The article I linked I, has the actual release in it, if you wanted to read it. Um, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough trying to figure out the difference between um, common point current and base current with AM yeah. towers and AM directional towers. Uh, the article you linked, by the way, also talks about release 17. Yeah, that's supposed to come out in December. Uh, They're working it? on it. So, in release 17, more things than cars will sidelink. Yes, pretty much. Uh, discussions at the latest meetings identify that release 17 dates are at a high risk of being delayed. Gee, so, I don't know why. Yeah, this will be further Almost discussed like in se- at home. Yeah, this will be third, further discussed in our September 2020 meeting. So, uh, the, the one thing I do like, though, is the fact that right now, if in order to triangulate your location with a cell phone tower... Yeah. You need three towers. Correct. Uh, now, um, you'll need one tower. To know where you are. Yes. Because... Mimo. Mimo and beam forming. Mimo is, is multiple multi in, multiple multi out. out. Yep. Okay. And beam forming is basically using multiple antennas on a single tower. Okay. Ah! 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 I was, okay I, was I, I, I went to the beam forming link and then a video started to play. Oh no! So I'm not going to that link. And man, my my headphone speakers are up loud. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I've got these things all the way down. So there's something with Chrome right now that's really messing with my stuff. Um, they're also looking at using unlicensed Spectrum. Ah, uh, is that allowed? Well, it's unlicensed, so yeah. So like, no one owns it, but is yeah. like. That sounds dangerous because no one owns it. Like, could I, if they start using unlicensed spectrum, could I just start broadcasting on that spectrum and fucking with them? I I think so. I think that's part of the the unlicensed spectrum is you basically your equipment has to accept all interference from outside sources, and uh, the FCC said something about you know no. Well, if you're willfully causing interference then you can get in trouble for that but what is willfully causing interference like could i come up with a legit project that just happens to broadcast on that same spectrum and and just happens to be located near 5g towers yeah that just sounds like a bad idea like that's asking for trouble well the thing though is the fact that these 5g frequency ranges because we're talking ranges in the gigahertz range so my microwave yes um, don't really travel very far. Right. So even if you got, you'd have to have one hell of an amplifier plugged into that thing in order to actually really do some serious damage. Challenge? Except, no, not accepted. Uh, not my background. Not my area. I mean, I can I, tell I you do there's... do not have the expertise to fuck around with this. The amount of power you have to put into these things, even just to get, you know, a decent coverage area... You'd also have to get it pretty high up in the air, too. There are drones. Yeah. I, I, this is your area, Andy. Like, I'm Yeah, so no, the drone, drone could carry the antenna. You have a coax 
you know, hanging down. So in theory, yes, you could get it up there and have the transmitter down on the ground. So yes, in theory, that I mean, having yeah, I've I've heard of people using like weather balloons and stuff to keep you know temporary antennas afloat. So yeah, so 5G, it's having you know cell phone service without a cell phone tower. What? So. Um, Dave, if you're planning on get buying a PS5 and you're planning yeah. on having people over, I mean, potentially, um, plan on buying an extra PS5 controller because your PS4 I mean, controller will not work. Oh, that that is hardly surprising. That has not like that has been the case since the PlayStation 3. You could not use a PS3 controller. I uh, sorry, you could not use a PS2 controller on a PS3. You could not, PS3's first-party controllers were not compatible with the 4, and yeah, now the 4 controllers, right. you, can play a, with you can play a PS4 game on a PS5 and then use... Um, the PS4 controller? Yeah, yes. Are you sure? Uh, okay, so Sony outlined how accessory and per- peripheral compatibility will work with the PS5, most notably saying that the DualShock 4 and officially licensed third-party gamepads will work with supported PS4 games, but not with PS5 games. So, yes, the PS5 will be sold with a single controller. So if you want a friend to play along with you, you're going to have to buy another PlayStation controller, which Microsoft, on the official Xbox Twitter... uh, Let me read their tweet here once it loads. Uh, Xbox Series X is compatible with all Xbox One controllers across all games. Official Xbox One controllers, Xbox Adaptive controllers, Xbox Elite wireless controllers, designed for Xbox third-party Xbox One controllers and headsets. I mean, Microsoft has always been been good about that. Yeah. But then again, their controller hasn't changed effective functionality since the Xbox. Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh... Whereas Sony's controllers have been changing and and adding new things. Not necessarily good things, but they have been changing and adding new things. Also, currently no price set for what? um, PlayStation 5. Yeah, PlayStation 5 or additional. No price for PS5 yet. What did we say for the over-under? It's on my computer upstairs. Okay. I could tell you if I was on my computer upstairs, but I'm not. (laughs) But you're not on the computer upstairs you're on your work laptop in your basement. By the way, you mentioned that it was dark and you were having, like, do you have lights down there? I have them off at the moment. Why? Ambiance. As I'm sitting here eating my brownie. <laughs> oh, are you, are you, is this, is this Andy's midlife crisis? <laughs> You're a couple years early, but like, are you are you longing for ten years ago? Or are you like, man, I miss the days where I could stay up until two in the morning and talk shit with a friend and just record a podcast, like just put it out there in the world, and like sitting in the basement, just like doing what needed to get done. I'm actually not considered a young broadcaster anymore because according to the MAB, there was a young broadcasters award. And it was up to the age of 35. And I'm just like, I had one shot to get it. Which is kind of funny because I was actually the reason why the the award existed in the first place. What? Yeah. Somebody two years ago 
nominated me for the Lifetime Achievement Award for engineering. At, at 35? At 30, 34 at the time, actually. Okay. Two and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and what, they didn't want to give you a Lifetime Achievement at 34? Yeah, other people got it, but a lot of – seeing my name on the list of voting, because mm-hmm. all the engineers would actually vote for the Lifetime Achievement Awards, seeing my name on the list – um, rankled some feathers with the old guys. And like, so, how dare this kid? Yeah. This young whippersnapper. Pretty much. Why? There was basically, why is that kid on here? Who, who let this kid in? <laughs> and, like, you know what? You do good shit. You should get recognized for it. Yeah. So I was at the, uh, the engineering committee meeting at some point and, you know, they were discussing this and I'm sitting here in the room going, I'm, I'm here, you know, <laughs> I'm like, well, th- what, you know, there should be some sort of award for people like me, right? Some there is, like- it's called the Lifetime Achievement Award and the old guys just go fuck themselves. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, you give you know, the award to the person who deserves it. Yeah, it's, I'm like, you know, there, there's young, you know, there's young, young lawyer associations. I told my brother, you know, my brother was, the young lawyers thing was for lawyers under the age of 35. I'm like, how hard would it be to just create a young broadcasters award, one for TV, one for radio? Evidently not that hard because you no. managed to do it just in time to age out of it. I know. I'm like, I have one shot at it. Yep. Yep. And I didn't get it. So... Yeah, I've got, you know, I'll, I'll, five years, I'll, I'll completely automate everything and, you know, set up a knock and, you know, then I'll use that as a, hey guys, shut your pie hole. <laughs> you, you should get the Lifetime Achievement Award for setting up the, like, youth-based <laughs> award. <laughs> Let's see, what else we got on here? Oh, uh, Xbox Game Pass is going to have cloud gaming for free starting on September 15th. So those cool. of, those people who are Xbox Game Pass subscribers, um, will bring Microsoft will bring over 100 titles from Game Pass at launch to its cloud services, making them playable on Android devices, excuse me, via an app, and carrying over achievements, game saves, progressions, and all of their player data from existing accounts. No additional charge. Still $15 per month. Microsoft nice. is also partnering with Razer and other third parties to make accessories for the, for the mobile experience, i.e. <laughs> Bluetooth controllers. Yeah, so if I'm paying for it for the computer, I automatically get it for cloud gaming for my phone? Yes. So is, is this just Microsoft saying fuck you to Stadia? <laughs> That's, yeah, pretty much. Like... That sounds like a big fuck you to Stadia. Going, oh, you guys wanted to do cloud gaming? How how's that working out for you? Not really. Not very out for well. You? Just to be clear, games confirmed for launch in the service. Holy, that's a lot of games. That's supposedly over one hundred. Well, that's, that's well. That this list is not over one hundred. This but. list is not a hundred games, but there's uh, there's some not bad games in here. No, I'm, I I'm hate looking. that it's the. I can't say like, oh, there's some really good games in here. It's it's more like there are some not terrible games in here. Uh, Crackdown three was kind of fun. Did I ever finish Crackdown three? Oh. Yes, yes, I did. I had to think like, what was the final boss? Right, it was the lady in a dragon. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, that game, man, all the Crackdown games, they are, have you played any of the Crackdown yeah, games? Yeah, no, I played the original okay. Crackdown. Yeah, that was it, it just kinda it was goes bonkers. Like off the rails a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. Crackdown 3 also off the rails a little bit. Like, the final boss is, is a lady in a giant dragon. She is in a giant mechanical dragon. Um, but like Outer Worlds is in here. Um, Gears of War 4 is in here. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 is in here. Destiny 2 is in here. ReCore, Rise. Cool. So yeah, September 15th, if you got Game Pass, yep. you're, you're going to have more Pass to play with. That's cool. So there, there's Available your... There's, on Android <laughs> devices via an app. Let's, let's end the list... On that good note, how about that? And what list? The the list of topics. Oh, it's, are we done with topics? Well, we're already over an hour right now. We talked about like three topics, Andy. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock here, and the clock All says right. 68 okay. minutes. We're at 68 minutes right now. We're we're we've we've gone through a lot. Yeah, in, in six, which is to say, we've gone through nothing. Yeah, we talked about SpaceX. That wasn't yes. on the list of topics. No. All right, it's it's your review. Yes. Let me find out where I was setting my watch. Here it is. Okay, so I reviewed... Um, well, no, yeah. I reviewed previously Sleep as Android. Yes. Um, the, you know, the nice alarm clock with all the bells and whistles and everything. Well, one of the bells and whistles yeah. is the ability to have my wearable vibrate... Buzz. ...as the alarm. Yeah. So my alarm for the weekday mornings says vibrate from start and have the alarm um, sound start three minutes after the alarm actually goes off. So my watch is supposed to vibrate for three minutes before my phone goes off, which gives me, you know, gently wake you up. Yeah. Gives me a chance to get up before hopefully waking Kate up. Um, It I I was I was it wasn't working. I thought, man, am I like sleeping so deep right now that I can't feel my watch go off? I mean, not? potentially. So I set an alarm for midnight and I just, you know, I, I did my normal things. And part of my normal thing is since I wear my watch to sleep, I don't want it to keep on turning on every time I move. Because so I have my, my, you know, tilt wrist to wake whatever it's called on the, the Wear OS. So I was looking at, okay, how do I turn that off? Well, it's like, oh, turn on theater mode. I'm like, okay. So there's a mode in here called theater mode where if you turn it on there, it turns the screen off. Yeah. So you actually have to hit the power button itself in order to turn the screen back on and remove it from theater mode. Okay. Um, it turns out also, though, that theater mode blocks notifications from showing up. And that includes alarms? And that includes third-party alarms oops so yeah no i was telling my i was telling the third-party alarm to set my watch off as my alarm and then i was telling my watch hey turn off the screen and don't 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 alert me to third-party alarms so i had to find a workaround for this because i don't you know i still want my watch to go off but i also don't want the screen on and that's when i found this app called what did i say it was called it was called theater mode schedule for wear os now this is a wear os app so if you try and open it up on your phone you're you're not going to see much there it's it's all built into the watch but it's it's pretty straightforward um you can basically schedule when you want 
the screen to turn off and turn on again. Or you can just schedule when you want the screen to turn off or when you want the screen to turn on. And there are two buttons in here. Um, one is the phone app, which doesn't do anything. The other one is sleep now. So on my watch, I have the screen, you know, turn turn off, disabled. But I have the screen turn on set for about five minutes before my alarm is supposed to go off. And then before I go to bed, instead of turning on theater mode, I turn on this app. And it basically just does a pseudo theater mode, but will still allow... Uh, notifications to come through. So I, I have my screen, you know, turned off, but my notifications and phone calls and other things of that nature, that's the one downside is um, if I start getting a bunch of emails for something from the morning crew at, you know, three o'clock in the morning, I'm still going to get those emails on my watch. Um, but the screen's going to be off. So it'll just, you know, it'll give me the email vibrate, but it will actually let my alarm do what I had programmed my alarm to do. So yeah, theater mode schedule for Wear OS. If if you're like me and wear your watch to sleep and you want a third-party alarm, it's a very niche application, but it works. So there you go. Okay. Free? Yeah. Yes. Only for Android Wear because it only makes sense for Android Wear? Yes. But that's... uh... Okay. Not bad. I'm glad that you solved your problem. I know. And I didn't have to make my own app like I did last time. So yeah, no, it was, it's a it's a small app. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. I enjoy okay. it. So, and any questions about it? Uh, none that I can, can think of offhand. I mean, okay. it's it sounds pretty straightforward. It's something you needed, and it does what it, you know, it, it does what's on the tin. Yes. Right? And like, the message is there. Yeah. Oh, it turns out also you could turn Bluetooth off. You can turn Bluetooth off as well as the screen if you wanted to. But then it can't communicate with my phone. Until my guess is until you soon you know as soon as the screen turns back on then the oh well then the Bluetooth will turn back on. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. I might have to try that part out. That way I won't get the emails at three o'clock in the morning. I mean you'll you'll still get them on your phone. Yes. It just won't vibrate your wrist. Yes. But if your phone's in theater mode, it wouldn't vibrate your wrist anyway. Yes. But this will automatically then kick itself out of quote unquote theater mode right at a specific time right but I mean when do you set that time for not I mean you should set it for like five minutes before your alarm right yes so why would you need to turn off Bluetooth I guess to save battery save battery and also yeah um, well when you're because if you're in, in theater mode you don't care if Bluetooth is on or off because you're not going to get the notifications anyway yes. This, though, yeah, this one is, it's not the actual theater mode. This is a pseudo-theater mode. So oh, it, I see. It's not actually toggling theater mode. It's no, just, it turns, I would test a couple yeah, times before yeah, I, would, before I'm I test it. I'm going to test that with, before turning the Bluetooth yeah, off. Yeah, that's, because, like, if it turns the Bluetooth off, you can't send an update to it until the Bluetooth turns back on. Yeah, I don't know. It's, like I said, this is a very specific app. Yeah, but it does exactly what it needs to do, and it's free. So I'm like, well, yep. shoot. Sounds good. Yep. No idea who who created this, but <laughs> they're they're on my same same wavelength. Yep. So time for random topic. Random topic. Dave rolled ahead yes. of time. Well, you did. Yes. Do you get hate mail? 
Um, if I do, I don't see any of it. Uh, I, I specifically, uh, I, I personally do not get hate mail. Uh, I think we've only gotten like one hate email from this from this podcast. Did we? Yeah, some guy was pissed at what we thought about uh, Watchmen. <laughs> I how I I don't have an opinion on Watchmen. I never saw it. Well, I think I had an opinion on Watchmen, or it was something Watchmen related. And I'm just like, okay, that's great. And someone emailed you going like, "You're wrong, and you should feel bad about it." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Working in the radio business, though, um, don't get you don't really get letters anymore, but we get uh, messages to our web page and our Facebook page and our Instagram page and our Twitter page. Um, <laughs> there was um, uh, 94.1 used to be alternative music. So we're talking like um, well, alternative bands. Like Three Doors Down, that sort of stuff there, you know, popular bands, but not mainstream Taylor Swift okay. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, they flipped to classic country. No no warning ahead of time, no nothing. They just one day flipped the station to classic country. Um, alternative music is kind of big in the college crowd, so there was a big following um, from East Lansing. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody basically found out... Um, you know who who owns this station? They they had a thing on petition.org. They got like eleven thousand signatures or something like that. Um, but then somebody you know did their due diligence and found uh, who owned our company and posted their email in the petition.org thing there. So then people started to email the owner of the company complaining about the format flip. So yes, there are people who are very um, adamant about their their music and their radio station choices um, and are upset when things do not go their way. So I have not, you know, none of that really has been fired directly at me. Some of it has been about me. Um, but I have not actually, you know, been the, the main <laughs> in the firing line on that one. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've, I've answered phones where... Uh, I think it was, uh, was that, yeah, I think it was at WEMU. I answered the phone one day, and the guy just literally was like, what is this shit that you're playing? <laughs> like, uh, sorry, sir, you'll have to be more specific than that. Yeah. I'd be like, most uh, of our stuff is absolute garbage, so I need you to kind of narrow that down for me. What shit is this? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's currently on the air. I'm sitting here at the front desk. Yeah. But no, for, for the podcast, no, definitely not. Yeah, personally, I've, I've never gotten a I mean, hate letter from somebody. That, that said, I don't know that there's enough people listening to this podcast. There are, there's, there's supposedly, what, dozens? Dozens? There, there are dozens of you. I think maybe. there are dozens. Awesome. I'd have to go see what our feed burner subscription is. I don't trust the feed burner stats. You don't trust the all. feed burner stats? I do not trust the feed burner stats in any way, shape, or form. Why? Because I don't. Okay. Because the numbers don't make sense. Right. Why do we have 250 downloads of one episode and 12 downloads of another? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, no, dealing with hate mail, that happens a lot in the radio business. Um, but personally, yeah, no. Podcast, yeah, no. Yeah, no. So, yeah, no. Okay. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.